Welcome to the Color and Chaos Podcast. My name is Jonah. I'm coming to you from Macomb, Michigan. Macomb, Michigan. As I'm recording right now, um, the state of Michigan and, and neighboring states is under a polar vortex. A polar vortex. If you're listening to this or watching this, then uh, you might be in it as well. Um, but honestly, I still don't understand completely what it's about. All I know is that it's really cold. And so uh, as you're listening to this or watching this, if you hear noise in the background, it's the wind going crazy outside. So I uh, just wanted to give you some warning. Also, if you're watching this, then you might have noticed that, uh, that I've switched up locations and also that I do not have my mic stand. So a quick story about that. I was uh, preparing um, to, to record um, earlier and as I was tightening the mic stand, I, I broke a little piece that, that held the mic to the mic stand. So because of that, I'm going to have to go uh, ghetto today and hold the mic. Um, but, uh, but I still feel like there's, uh, there's, there's something here today um, for us to talk about. And there's something that, uh, that maybe you need to hear. If this is your first time watching or listening to this, Color and Chaos exists to say that when we place our identities or our emotions in our circumstances, we will miss out in the fact that there is a, such a bigger picture than anything this world can offer. And so that's what we talk about here in Color and Chaos. We, we try to find color out of the circumstances and the situations that so often we try to dismiss or run from because of an uncomfortability. Um, that that it brings. And so um, we want to stand firm and say, no, we want to find color and no matter whatever the chaos that life brings or whatever chaos that your day may bring. And so with that, I want to open up um, and just pray and ask the Lord to be with this moment and be with you and be with me as I'm speaking and um, and just allow him to have his will and way in this moment. And so regardless of where you believe, I invite you to embrace the uncomfortability. We choose to believe that we have a creator, savior, and sustainer. And um, if we have a creator, then a good creator will not create without making himself known. And so with that, I want to go ahead and give this time up to him and uh, pray for the Lord to have his way here today. Lord God, just thank you for who you are and what you're doing. Thank you so much for this opportunity. Uh, regardless of, of mic stands and, and things failing on us, Lord, you, uh, your, your word will always prevail. And so, uh, Lord, just please be with this moment. Please be with me um, as scatterbrained as I may feel. Lord, uh, just please help this be a moment where we lean into you and uh, we open ourselves up to you even just a little bit more. But we need you, Jesus. In your name we pray and we surrender. Amen. Amen. I wanted to open up today with a question. Um, if you've been following the uh, the last uh, two episodes before this episode, then you know that we um, we started off um, two weeks ago talking about rain, and rain we used as a uh, as a example or uh, just kind of a figurative um, imagery of in life we have the difficult situations and circumstances that we all go through, and we we equivalent that here to the rain to the storms of life. And um, I shared a memory that I remember um, recently just looking out in the rain and finding so much peace. And I realized that the reason why I was having peace was because, for one, I wasn't in the rain, but I was under shelter. And for two is that I didn't have anything that the rain was was messing up. It, I didn't have anything that it was getting in the way of. And we equivalented that to the fact that we have a creator, savior, and sustainer that invites us, invites us, that he invites us to rest in him, to find our identities in him. And so no matter what rain comes, we know that the rain also produces growth. Last week, we talked about snow. 
And um, with snow, we talked about the fact that in the Bible, there's a lot of imagery of the fact that snow is, is, is almost the equivalent. And when the Lord says that, look, I will forgive you, I will forgive you, that, that I will wash away your sins, your rebellions, your mishaps, and I will wash it away and make it as white as snow. And we looked at that imagery and we asked ourselves, you know, what, what does that look like practically in our lives? And we looked at snow as a way to, to think about the love of God and make it real and applicable to us um, through that imagery. And so this week, I wanted to to end this, um, I guess, this this spontaneous uh, series that we've been having uh, these last three weeks um, of just talking about water and, and rain and snow and ice. And, 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 and so that's what this week is. This week, we're talking about ice. And I wanted to open up with asking you a question. Have you ever been stubborn? Have you ever been stubborn? Has there ever been a moment where you just put your feet in the ground and say, no, I am not going, I am not going to comply. If we're honest, then, then I know that we all have been stubborn. I know that I still am stubborn to this day. Um, and it's random variables that cause it. Um, but, but there's still a, a, a heart of stubbornness within me sometimes. But when I think of stubbornness, I always go back to a memory um, when I was a kid. When I was a kid, and a lot of us, when we think about stubbornness, we, we probably will think about kids. But I remember when I was younger as a kid, I remember one, one, um, one memory that comes to me. And it was a memory when I was young, and I remember, I, I think I got disciplined by my dad. I got disciplined by my dad, um, and, and my dad, uh, I think he took something away, or, or, um, or there was just some type of punishment for something that I've done. And I remember running into my sister's room, crawling under the bed, and, and saying, you know, I hate you, I hate you, and, and um, just saying all this venomous stuff. Um, because at that moment, I, I felt like I was being wronged. I felt like there was something going on that was not right. And I remember running away and uh, going underneath the bed. And I remember that lasted for hours, hours. And my dad, you know, he kept coming in there. He's like, son, come up out of the under the bed. And he was, he was trying to be as, as kind as possible and, and try to explain what the, the more of a reason behind um, the decision that he made. But, but I was not having it. I was not having it. I didn't care what I said to, to my dad at that moment. I didn't care the, the hurtful things that I said. Um, but I was so focused on, on me and my feelings and my emotions that, that I said I felt justified in what I was doing. I was under the bed. I was like, I'm not coming out. I remember even being under the bed. And, and, and having a random thought of, of you know, Jonah, you're going to have to eventually get out under this. And, uh, but, but it's still, I was like, no, no, I'm not getting under this. And, and, you know, of course I had another thought that was like, you know, Jonah, you, you, you got to eat eventually. You got to get up and, and eat eventually. But then, you know, inside of me, I was like, no, 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 I don't have to get out of here. I don't have to get out of here. And, um, and, and, and as I think back in that time of stubbornness, when I was underneath the bed, eventually um, my dad did come underneath there and he, and he peeked underneath there and he was saying, hey, Jonah, why don't you come out? And it was the voice of my dad that, that eventually got me out. Um, but I had to come to grips with my stubbornness and, um, and say, no, like this was wrong of me to do this. When you look at ice, all that ice is is, is frozen water, frozen water. So ice and water and snow, it's, it's all water and, and, and rain and, and it's all water. It's all the same thing. But, but there's different things that happen to each one of those to, to produce rain or produce snow or produce ice. And I wanted to talk about today about a hardened heart, 
a hardened heart, a stubborn heart. Just like in that example, when, when I ran underneath the bed, I remember feeling so justified in the hardened heart that I had towards my dad. And I wonder how much times and how many times that even we go through our days and, and maybe you're listening to this or, or watching as you're saying, well, I don't have a, I don't have a hardened heart. No, you know, I, I don't have a hardened heart today. That's awesome. And I'm, I'm very grateful for that. But I want you to just think about the times that you have had a hardened heart and ask ourselves, okay, for one, what produces a hardened heart? And also, what is the response that we can have when we have a hardened heart? And so with that, I wanted to open up with a passage in Job. If you're familiar with the story of Job, um, then this might be a little uh, repeat for you. Um, but I wanted to, to start with uh, Job, uh, Job chapter 2 and give you a little bit of context. But in the book of Job, we, we, see a lot of, uh, we see a lot of stubbornness. We see also a lot of arrogance. And we also see a lot of confusion. And within that, we, we have a story of, of the Lord allowing things to happen to a man named Job. So right now, Job and his wife and his friends are going through just a traumatic just shock of what just happened. But on top of that, we see Job, that he starts to get sick. He gets so sick to the point that, that on his skin, he has his sores and it's just disgusting. He's just going through, uh, it's even physical Ill, illness and, 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 it's, and it's something he can't hide from. So, so he is in the lowest of lows at this moment. And I wanted to look at um, two responses um, through this situation. And the first response was his wife. This is Job 2, um, verse 9. And this is what it says. Then Job's wife said to him, Do you still retain your integrity? Curse God and die. So I want to pause right there. The first heart of what just happened, all the tragedy and the chaos and, and the storms and the rain that was all around their lives at the moment, we have Job's wife who looks at it through the perspective of, okay, my identity is so placed in all of this stuff, it makes no sense for us to even still live. That my identity was in my kids, my identity was in my possessions, and, and, and also my identity was in, in, in physical wellness. But, but all of that has been taken away. So we see the response of the wife, except for looking at it and, and trying to, um, to say, okay, Lord, you know, where are you in this? You know, did you change? Are you still the same? You know, you, you, were, you were good yesterday, but, but what about today? Except for her asking more of the heart issues, trying to get after, okay, okay, Lord, you know, I, 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 I want to be able to see this from, from, a, from a little higher perspective than right now, even though I'm hurting and everything going on. So you see a perspective where she replies that, look, it is best that we even just cursed God and die. She wasn't thinking about integrity. She wasn't thinking about, you know, um, answering the right um, answers or, or the, the church answers or anything like that. She was so distraught that her identity was just shot. So that's what, how, how she said it. But in the next verse, we see how Job responds. And this is what Job says. You speak as a foolish woman speaks, he told her. Should we accept from God only good and not adversity? In all of this, Job did not sin in what he said. So we have, we have two hearts, and, and, but the same circumstance. I wonder how often with us, when we go through hardships or, or things, bad things happen to us, how easy it is for us to resort to the heart of Job's wife and say, okay, no, 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 God, you can't be good you can't be good and allow this to happen. So because of what I just witnessed and all that I'm going through in the chaos of this, this, this situation, God, I can't choose 
to allow this to grow me or look at this as an opportunity for my faith to grow in you. But, but instead, I'm going to allow the exact same thing, the exact same rain, the exact same storms that, that, that could produce growth. I'm going to allow it to harden my heart towards you. And instead for seeking you through the storm, I am going to instead put my foot in the ground and say, no, I'm not going to seek you through the storm because for one, I'm blaming you for this storm. And instead, I'm going to harden my heart towards you that I'm not going to seek you, but instead I'm going to curse you. I'm going to curse you through my thoughts, through my heart, through my emotions, through my actions. And I'm just going to have so much hostility built up towards you that I am not going to grow. That is the response of, of, a, of, a, of, a, of a heart that is made out of ice, that, that the exact same rain that could produce growth because of that bitterness, because of that hurt, because of those emotions, the exact same thing that once could produce growth is now hardening, hardening. So, so what ice is, when we think about ice, we're thinking about the fact that a hardened heart is a heart that, that took the exact same opportunities for growth and chose to allow them to instead produce bitterness and hostility towards, the, to, towards our creator, savior, and sustainer. A hardened heart, a hardened heart, a stubborn, a hardened heart. You know, honestly, being real with you, I can't blame Job's wife for this response. I can't. If I lost everything around me, if, if, if I even, if my own body started to turn against me, I can't, I can't blame her for being upset. I would be upset. I would be confused. It's chaotic. It's hurtful. It's it's painful. It's traumatic. So I don't think the problem is the fact that she's hurt. But you see the fact, except for her turning to the only one that can produce a a a a, a not only a hope but produce an answer, except for turning and and seeking and and demanding an answer and 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 asking the Lord, you know, what's going on. She instead turns away from him. You know, thinking about the story of Job, I think back of when I was the kid that I didn't understand what was going on. I didn't understand, you know, anything going on. But I associated the pain that I was feeling with my dad, that even though my dad allowed a pain, but the, the pain wasn't my, – my dad didn't want pain. He wanted to, to, to produce a, a character, a growth within me. And, and instead, I associated my dad with the pain. So when I looked at my dad, I couldn't look at him and understand his love for me. But instead, I fled from him because I associated him with the pain. I associated him with the hurt, the hurt of the discipline, the hurt of what has happened. And, and as I was there underneath the bed, there were so many opportunities for me to just change, just change the way that I saw it and seek my dad out. But instead, I was so just lost down in, in stubbornness that, that I chose to instead of, of, of just shifting the way that I viewed the circumstance or the situation or even my own dad, I chose to led to tell the circumstance, to allow the circumstance to tell me who my dad was. That, oh, oh your dad, if he really loved you, he would not have allowed this. But instead, I missed it all along. And I went down a path that was hostile towards him when in reality, he wasn't the problem. The, the, the pain wasn't even the problem. 
If anything, my dad wanted to, to, for me to not have to repeat the same things that I was doing. My dad was after my heart. And likewise, we have a creator, savior, and sustainer that is after our heart. And even though sometimes it doesn't make sense, there's things that you have been through that that doesn't make sense. I can't give an answer to. But what I do know is that the Lord can use the exact same storms, the exact same pains in our life to produce a character and a growth within us if we allow it to. If we allow it to. That, That the wrong that has been done to you, even the wrong that you have done, that, that you have a creator, savior, sustainer that will not waste it, that he will allow and use you to be able to help those that are hurting as well. And also that, that we have a creator, savior, and sustainer that wants to show us that regardless of what has been done to us or regardless of what we do do, that his love covers us so much more and his grace and his mercy and, 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 and the, just the fulfillment of a relationship with him far outweighs anything that has been robbed from us. And, you know, it, it goes into what we talked about last week. But, but you know, it all goes together. It's, it's, it's only water. All these things that we go through, it's only water. But the way that we look at it can change it from being one thing that can produce growth, that the exact same rain that could produce crops. At times, the rain also floods. And, 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 and I'm, I'm right there with you. Sometimes it does not make sense. I'm not here to tell you that, that what you are going through to just endure it and, and just put up with it and, and to praise God all the way through. I'm not saying that. I'm saying be honest. If you are hurting, tell God you're hurting. But don't stop talking to him. Don't stop seeking him. You know, you look at the Psalms and King David and, and other people throughout the Psalms and, and they're being honest with their emotions. And what's really crazy is every single time that we are honest with our emotion and we bring it to the Lord, we always learn more, not only about him, but we learn more about ourselves. Always. You look at even Christ, that, that God became flesh, the word of God became flesh and dwelt among us. You look at his life, it was, it was just characterized by pain to the point that he died for us on the cross. So, so we don't have a God that can't empathize in our pains as Hebrews, the book of Hebrews says. We don't have a God that can't empathize in our pain, but instead he understands our pain. We, he understands our pain. So except for pushing God away because of our pain, we can lean into God saying, no, 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 Lord, you understand pain. But Lord, you promise that, that you want to produce a growth within us. It also brings me to a part in 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 16, where Paul stresses to the Corinthian church that is going through hardships and struggling with sin and all this stuff that, that they were going through. He says this, therefore, we do not lose heart, though our outer self is wasting away. Yet our inner self is being renewed day by day. For our light and momentary afflictions is producing for us a eternal glory that is far beyond comprehension or comparison. So we fix our eyes not on what is seen, but what is unseen. For what is seen is temporary, but what is unseen is eternal. My attention also goes to John 16, where Jesus knows that, that he's about to be captured and crucified. 
and delivered to the Romans unjustly. And this is what he tells his disciples. He says this, he says, I have told you these things so that in me, you may have peace. In this world, you will have trouble, but take heart. Why? Because I have overcome the world. I want to ask you right now, heavy heart, are you hardened towards your creator, savior, and sustainer because of what you've been through? Is there a hardness there? Are you refusing to seek him through this hardship and this pain? Are, are you less focused on, on the fact that, that, that you have a creator, savior, and sustainer that does not change with circumstances? If you at one time or another believed that he was good and that he was real and you allowed circumstance or, or you are allowing circumstance to change the way that, that, that you view the Lord, then that shows you that your faith was never in fully and, and, and secure in the fact that you have a creator, savior, and sustainer that is the same yesterday, today, and forever as the word of God says, but instead we have allowed our, that our faith to be placed in things that, that, that are not him. I want to ask you heavy heart. Are, are, are you, are you, are, is your view of your creator, savior, sustainer shifting or has shifted because of what you've been through? And I just want to say for one, that his heart breaks with you, that he weeps with you. He empathizes with you. We do not have a creator, savior, sustainer that does not understand the hardships that we are going through. He died with our sin. He died for our sin. He knows the weight of brokenness. And regardless of what you have done or what has been done to you, the fact that you are grieving about it is the fact is, is that you are looking at brokenness and you are saying, this is not the way it should be. And I want to just, just invite you to don't harden yourself towards your creator, savior, sustainer, but instead lean into him knowing that if anybody can relate with you, it's him. He can relate. He didn't have to take your sin, my sin, our brokenness on the cross. He didn't have to do that, but he did it. Why? Because of love, because of passion. He didn't want anything to be, to, to, to divide us from him. Even our own brokenness. The ice, the ice that, 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 that we have all around our hearts. All it takes, all it takes is letting love in for it to thaw, to thaw, to thaw. Perfect love cast out all fear. Perfect love cast out all fear. And, and, and Jesus says this to his disciples in John 16. Jesus knows that he's about to be delivered to the Romans and all the pain that is going to come from that. And this is what he says. He says, I have told you all these things so that in me, you may have peace. In this world, you will have trouble, but take heart. I have overcome the world. I rather lean into through my hurt and through my circumstances. I rather lean into resting, not in the things that are around me. Because if anything, the storms are showing me that all of this is temporary. The pain of, of losing a loved one or, or losing an, an object or, or a relationship or whatever it is, losing whatever it is, or, or, or being afflicted in any way, having an illness in the body. All of this should remind us that this is not our home. And an identity in anything that this world can offer is going to produce pain. I'd rather have an identity that is in a, a creator, savior, and sustainer that does not change than to place it in things that do. What if today is the day that we change our perspectives of, of the pain that we are going through or that we have been through 
or that we will go through and, and we make a chance to say, no, 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 I'm going to, I'm going to put my foot down and say, no, I'm no longer going to push away the one that has overcome the world because of what has happened to me, what the world has thrown my way. To, to have a heart that says, curse God and die? And to be bitter towards others and towards him? That does nothing but even, even just, just grow that death that is going on within our hearts. You cannot, we cannot love if we are hardened by pain. We can't. But it takes love to thaw it out. And today is the day that we can choose to say, no, 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 no longer is my identity going to be in the things that have happened or my security or my comfort or my emotions going to be going, going to be enslaved by the things around me. But instead, I'm going to surrender it all, all to my creator. That, that I know that he is not done with me yet. That the storms that we go through is in order to produce within us a faith that is not in this world. A faith that is, that is grounded and rooted in a God and a creator, savior, and sustainer that loves you. Loves you so much more than anything in this world can love you. A, a, a creator, savior, and sustainer that can offer you much more and sustain you much better than anything that this world can offer. Or anything this world can, can do to sustain May we look at the rain of life, knowing for one that, Lord, you, your, your, your snow, your forgiveness, your mercy, your love, what you have done, Jesus, what you have done on the cross, and, and, and how you overcame the grave for me, that, that no matter what I've done, my identity's not in my past, and also my identity's not in the rain, and, 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 and instead, and also my identity's not in my own understanding, and my bitterness, and the ice that I've allowed to produce, uh, to be produced on my heart, but instead my identity is in you. Today is the day that we do not harden our hearts, but we come running back to the Lord, knowing that he is quick to forgive, knowing that he's rich in love and mercy, knowing that his word is truth, and in a world that changes and changes and changes, and hurts and hurts and hurts and, and gives us expectations and then drops us and, and all of the things that this world promises but never fully delivers and the satisfaction that our hearts are longing for and we we search and we and we and we feed and we feed and feed on things and and, and on on relationships and in all these circumstances and and still there's still this god-shaped hole inside of us that is never truly filled that that through the storms of life the Lord is calling and crying to us saying, look, this is not your home. And so today, may we say, this is not our home. But Lord, in you, I find my rest. In you, I find my security. In you, I find my comfort. In you, I find my peace. That no matter what goes on in my day, in my life, Lord, I want to know you. Because when I know you, I know not only myself, but I have reason and purpose and identity and that no matter what this world throws at me, I am not going to be like the waves that are constantly just going up and down and up and down and up and down and up and down. When we find our worth in him, that is a worth that is secure. Nobody can say anything or do anything to take away that worth. When we find our identities in him, nobody can say or do anything to take away that identity. 
No longer will there be depression or suicide. No longer will there be a, a, a broken and, and, and bitter heart. No longer will there be neighbors that, that hurt or, or, or are jealous of one another and envious of one another. No longer will there be greed and envy and, and all this just brokenness around us. No longer will there even be wars. There's no reason to fight because that perfect love would cast out all fear, all of the uncomfortability of not understanding those that are different than us. Today is the day that we do not allow the things of this world to harden us. And I am so excited because today could be the day that, that, that there are those that are watching or listening that could be delivered. And I just want to pray for you that no matter what you've been through, to just know that you can bring it to your creator, savior, and sustainer, knowing that, that you can be honest with him and he can handle it. He can handle it. He can handle it. Why? Because he's overcome it. May we choose to, to rest in him that has overcome all storms that this life can bring our way. Let us pray. Lord God, it's so hard to thank you when we are going through just hurt and brokenness and situations that leave us chaotic and confused. But Lord, we thank you not based on how sometimes we may feel in the moment, but we thank you that you are good regardless of anything that goes on, that you can use our, our greatest miseries and, and the things that, that our enemy throws our way, that, that, that the brokenness of this world throws our way. But Lord, you can use that for growth. You can use that for ministry. Lord, you can use it for healing. Lord, I know in my life, the moments, even, even when, when, when I felt pain, Lord, you taught me so much through it. You taught me so much more about you and about me. Lord, I, I pray for those today that their emotions are, they're enslaved to their emotions and their understanding of what they are going through. Lord, help us, help us see the bigger picture. Lord, this is not our home. Our emotions are deceitful. But Lord, you are the same yesterday, today, and forever. And your word is truth. Lord, we can lean into you and rest in you, knowing that you are our shelter. You are our comfort. You are our security. You are our joy. Lord, help us know you and have a heart that, that, that wants to share you with others, knowing that when others know you, then they know love. They know truth. They know worth, they know identity, they know forgiveness. Lord, will you please just thaw out the parts in our hearts that we still have walls built up towards you. Lord, we wanna experience you more. We wanna know you more. We don't wanna just settle at all. But Jesus, please just thaw us out. Help us understand your love, even in the moments where, where it just nothing makes sense. But we need you, Jesus. In your name we pray and we surrender. Amen. Amen. Thank you so much for being a part of today's podcast. May we be vessels that want to heal and restore first by knowing the, the, the healer and the restorer of all things. And his name is Jesus. Thank you so much for tuning in this week. God bless you. And I'll see you next week. See ya.